welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. I'm Caleb. We've got our usual group with us. We've got Rhiannon. We've got Adam. And guys, life is too normal, I think. I'm already exhausted by the things I have to go do. Like, we're opened up enough now that I actually have a schedule. I actually have to go places. Like, I have to leave my living room. And yeah, I'm kind of yeah, already uh, hating like, the ability to not just sit in my living room. People expect me to be able to hold conversations. And I know I faked it through the podcast a little bit through this, but actual human interaction is hard. <laughs> Marvel News Desk, faking conversations <laughs> like, since 2016. I, I went out of town this weekend. I went on a little adventure, went on the train, did stuff. And like, recovery's been hard. I'm not going to do that again for another month. Adam, you you still locked up in a cave? Locked up in a cave? Yeah, I'm always locked up in the cave, man. It is beyond normal here in my village proper. There's not a mask to be seen anywhere. Metropolitan of Storm Lake, population 10,000. There's masks everywhere. Um, but uh, rural Iowa has yet to do anything because the governor ruled that if schools to make schools go in person the governor says you can only do sports if you have in-person instruction and if you're doing online schools extracurricular activities you can't do well this is brilliant right because in iowa that's totally the way to motivate people to actually do in-person school right but every single like des moines is not doing in-person school, and I don't think Cedar Rapids or Iowa City is. Um, so anywhere with um, class sizes above 50 students is pretty much doing at least some sort of hybrid. Uh, it's all a mess, and now everyone's suing each other. The state is suing like the athletic unions or vice versa, and the Des Moines School District suing the state. So there's Iowa. It also, I mean, it's... Weird that so many people are okay with um, death. You know, it's just not so much okay with their own death. It's just so weird. I mean, I've seen maybe an uncle, but uh, right. But it's just see, it's just so bizarre in the Facebook posts, and it's exhausting because it's like, oh, if I, I get it, I get it, and it's like, all right, man, like. Whatever, man. You do you, and I'm going to continue doing curbside pickup for my groceries. One, so I stay away from people, Dude. but two, it's also extra convenient. So. Yes, I, I plan to never go back to Target ever again. Now that I have the ability to curbside pickup, why would I want to go into that never-ending abomination? It's made me a lot more accepting like of produce and stuff. Like if I get a blemished... Yeah, peach or yeah. something. I, like, well, oh, I don't know. I'm still a little looks like I'm eating produce, that. But you know, I now that I have gotten on the whole thing of having my groceries delivered, that's totally the way to go. Totally, especially in New York. Like, who wants to carry, you know, liquids and like five pound bags of flour and everything down the street to get to your apartment? No, I'm gonna tip five bucks and have have it delivered. Or more. I, I. All those New Yorkers just I throwing their money around. Heavily. I'll let some peasants <laughs> take peasant. care of it for me. 
<laughs> Speaking of New York, uh, Seinfeld was on this afternoon. I watched the episode of Seinfeld, and it's the one where apparently what? ATMs are brand new. Like, that's how young I am. Like, I've had ATMs my entire life, but apparently they haven't been around no, forever. they were around only like as old as 96 or 97. I don't remember a time before ATMs. And I remember yeah, 96, 97. I... <laughs> I was thinking of Seinfeld because there's the episode where they debate uh, produce. Right, and whether or not you can return produce with the peaches. Was it the peaches or what was it? It's not the mango one. It's not. I don't think it's the mango. Uh, It's the something like that. Where Kramer's just like returning the. No, you can take it back if it's no good. And Jerry's like, no, that's that's part of the contract. You get fruit. It might not be any good. You can't take it back, (laughs) and they'll just give you a refund, and you don't even have to take it back. Also. Also, if they pack your potato chips at the bottom of the bag and then put, oh, I don't know, like five pounds of potatoes on top of them, which is a thing they do, you can complain and they'll give you a refund and you don't have to take it back. Right. That is also something else I've noticed. The curbside groceries are packed way differently than in-store groceries. The people doing the curbside or the delivery groceries, they definitely, definitely have some anger issues. And just like, I feel like they do some things just to screw with you. But I have learned that I can just complain and get a refund. And I shouldn't be eating chips anyways. (laughs) Our listeners are like, when they don't do a pod for a few weeks, not only do we miss the content... But then they come back and they just talk about nothing forever. <laughs> uh, so we've got to do this. We're going to start off at the top with a sadness. So Chadwick Boseman, as I'm sure all of our listeners know, uh, passed away a couple of weeks ago now. Um, we kind of made the decision off the top to not rush to comment on it or do anything about it because that just kind of felt gross. Um, but it would also be wrong of us not to say something. And so... I mean, off the top, guys, just what are you thinking? What are you feeling? It's been a little bit now. One, How are I mean, processing I, I, I think I speak you know, for everybody. And, any longer. I mean, fandom, us, everything with is just absolutely shocking that he kept such a thing a secret that that the first everybody heard of it when, was when he was gone. So are you guys over the shock? Uh, I think, I mean, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm a kind of matter of fact guy as far as like, you know, like I feel something in the moment and it was a tough couple of days, but at some point you just kind of have to accept it, I guess. But yeah, I'm, it still is shocking. I think it's going to be hard rewatching those movies to realize yeah, AB- like the junk that was going ABC on. ABC did a really nice tribute them, where they showed which is uh, really Black weird. Panther and then they did a Chadwick, um, like a tribute to him all all of uh, you know and all of his roles and everything and it was really touching like i that that's where i sort of just sort of grieved a little and watched that um i didn't watch all of black panther but i did catch the end and it just that movie felt like it was setting up so much new and big you know so such a big and new world that it's just sad that we're not going to get to have that world with him in it. Like, you know, I'm sure 
that world will go on. Um, you know, and in a situation like this, you, you, there's that anger phase of the grief cycle. And if there's violence, if there, you know, if, if he was in a car accident, if he, you know, when you, when you have a sudden tragic death of a celebrity, there's usually something that you can be angry at. Um, and I know a lot of people in the world direct anger at cancer and I'm just currently directing my anger towards the American healthcare system because I'm sure that screwed him in some way. Um, and that's just sort of where I am with all of it. Yeah. For me, it was a little terrifying as far as like, I don't know when people talk about colon cancer, I think, Oh yeah, I know when I turn 50, I need to start getting colonoscopies, you know? But like, I, I don't know. I just always thought about colon cancer as something I don't have to worry about until I'm an older guy. And now I'm like, Oh crap. Do I need to like, did I miss a screening or something? You know, like, do well, I need to go I in tomorrow? Cause it's like that, that like there terrifying. might be something that shows up in blood work earlier or with earlier screenings or that within your regular physicals, they would see some sort of warning sign for. And I don't know. I, I don't know a whole lot about colorectal cancer. Um, but I like to think that if you go to nice regular physicals and all of that stuff like that gets diagnosed. Um, but yeah, yeah, it is scary that young and to have any time I hear about somebody dealing with cancer at a young age, it's, um, a reminder of your own mortality. You guys, that pretty much summed it up, really. I mean, it sucks. Um, it sucks a lot. And it's kind of a reminder that these are just movies. I understand. I mean, especially with Black Panther, how, how impactful and necessary that was. Um, but what the, that dude had to go through doing stunt work and and fight scenes and things of that nature without and treatments and not even tipping Marvel off to it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm never going to be able to watch those movies or in the same light, at least. Um, it just sucks, you know? Well, and as Adam referenced, I mean, everything that we're hearing out of various media resources is he really didn't want it to be a subject people were talking about. He didn't want it to affect his employer. So the sense that we've gotten is like Kevin Feige didn't know about the cancer until after he already was passed. Like he, I guess he got an email like a couple hours before, but he hadn't even checked it until he heard that Chadwick had died. Apparently Ryan Coogler also did not really know. And so he's been writing black Panther two under the assumption that Chadwick would be there. And Chadwick, apparently up until a week before he passed thought that he was going to be okay and thought he was going to be able to make filming next year. And so I think there's a suddenness in that you'd think this kind of thing would leak, but he really seemed to have told no one, which is, uh, it's interesting. And it's, I mean, I think there's a bravery to it, but it's, it's, it's also sad to me that he didn't have more support, you know, like, I don't know, obviously that's his choice, but that's rough. I don't know, man. It's, yeah, it's 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 going out on his own terms. I think um, 
they said it was only his family and I think his agent. I don't even think his his the his press team knew everything. And that's that's what's the so incredible, man. I mean, agents have multiple clients and they have multiple people to deal with, and agents have you know a percentage to look after themselves, and, and it still didn't leak in in four four years. So I mean, he he certainly had the right team in place. Uh, I wanted to take a minute. I didn't give you guys the heads up, but if you had to go through Bozeman's time in the MCU, do you have like a favorite Chadwick Bozeman scene or anything that's kind of resonating with you when you look back at what he's done on screen? I don't know, man. He was just getting started. You know, he has what one movie, a cameo and two extended cameos or one and a half movies and two cameos, you know? I, I mean, as far as memories that stick out, I, I actually I got to be in the Marvel right press now. room when they did the Black Panther at San Diego Comic-Con when they had um, sort of like his first, uh, or I guess it wasn't, I don't know if it was his first, but the Black Panther press room at Comic-Con. Um, and so I got to kind of be there with him and see him and everything. And that's just sort of a little moment that like, that was a really cool opportunity, and I uh, was probably a little too obsessed with Chris Hemsworth in the moment, because he was also in the room, and wish I had taken a little bit more to pay attention to who was right there in front of me. I obviously had more time to think about it since I wrote the question, and for me, I always think about the last few minutes he's in Civil War. He has kind of this, like, kind of soft moment while Tony and Cap are beating the crap out of each other inside that silo. He's outside with uh, Zemo and Zemo's getting ready to take his own life. And he's been driven by like revenge this whole film that he wants to get Bucky for what happened to his dad. And he just kind of comments on how he's seen the futility of revenge and this idea that learning how to process our pain and move past it and not allow it to like sour us to other people is important. And I just think the way he delivered that, uh, it's just, you know, I think it's my favorite black Panther moment in all those movies. Uh, I just think it was a, a case of him acting very well. It's just kind of embarrassing when you get actor as good as Daniel Bruhl and Chadwick Boseman doing a scene that should be like, kind of silly and campy and over the top you know but they managed to give it a lot of humanity and so it's very uh, I don't know that's just the one that stuck out to me um, so there's been a lot of discussion about what people are allowed to or not allowed to talk about as far as the future I don't think we want to do a lot of that um, I think it's important to say that nobody has any idea what it is because I think Marvel really did not, as we said earlier, I don't think they had any idea that this was coming. And so this is hitting them as freshly as it's hitting us. And so uh, I don't think we should expect to hear anything for a long time. And certainly we don't want to look past Bozeman's life. Um, I guess I just ask a simple, quick answer Right now, do you have a gut feeling about how you feel as far as whether you want to see another Black Panther or you want to see I want see, to continue you know, to see Wakanda out of the and his line. world. I, I, you know, there's, there's too much that was introduced to us to not continue to let Wakanda live. 
and to not uh, continue with, you know, with with the characters that are there and and the world that they encompass. Um, I also sort of on that note, um, I felt like a lot of people were trying to regulate how people grieve and what was okay to talk about and what wasn't okay to talk about. And a lot of people were not okay with discussing this. And I understand why. But I also just sort of want to stand up for, you know, a friend of ours wrote an article just sort of on where things could go from here. And I never read it, but I did see a lot of the backlash from that article. And I just sort of like want to remind people that sometimes getting to work and thinking about that and, 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 and doing stuff like that is a way to sort of work through the grief. I work in disaster recovery. So like to me, when something awful happens, I immediately go to logistics and, you know, what's, what's next, you know, how do we, how do we, you know, I realize that everybody grieves in a different way, but, um, you know, try to have some, I don't know, some gentleness also with the people that just sort of cut in and start thinking about those logistics as their way of grieving. But I I haven't thought about it much. I mean, I think it's one of those that like, I, I definitely want to see more of Wakanda though. Yeah, and I think I would say, too, on that, I was not a fan of talking about it right away. But the flip side is, like, I saw some people are like, if you're talking about Black Panther 2, you're a terrible human being. And then their next tweet was, and don't you ever replace Chadwick Boseman. Okay, well, that's a comment on Black Panther 2, you know? Like, that in of itself is a position, and it's okay for you to feel that way. But it did feel a little disingenuous to be like, talking about that movie is really inappropriate. And by the way, here's my opinion on what they should do with the casting of that movie, which I thought was just a little bizarre. First of all, um, that article Rhiannon reference was absolutely disgusting and gross. And it happened hours. I mean, we could probably say minutes after, after the news surfaced and, and it speaks to the digital landscape as a whole how how much of a mess and gross and i it's just a complete cluster you know um disney's gonna have to do what what disney does no matter what happens there there's going to be people upset you know black panther was was a character he was an icon he was important to so many um and it's it's a no-win situation man how I'm choosing to do it is not talk about it whatsoever. I mean, what happens happens and you know, I mean, Adam, I thought you had a really great Twitter thread though. Adam does a very good job. I think you were just very honest about like, we all are in a job and there are things that we all hate about our jobs, about the culture of our jobs, about the industry that we're in. And I just thought you've really well stated Adam, like, the pressure that are, is on organizations and you know people who work at places like you work at to create content. Sometimes the pressure to create the content is at direct opposition to what you kind of feel good about writing. If you use these websites that do articles about entertainment news and these blogs, they have to operate. And part of the way they operate is they've got to put out content and that means they have to write articles. And... But I just thought you stated well, Adam, like the pressure you feel sometimes to have to write about things you'd rather not write about. Is that fair to what you would you'd say? 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is the the organizations create their own problems. Look at Variety. Variety, the magazine, tweeted... I, I didn't count because I'm not that petty. They had a tweet at least two dozen times um, Friday night in the hours after his death. And it's just, it's it's a changing landscape and I hate it. Gross and it's, but that's the thing, man. Someone thought it was okay to publish the piece that was published. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I don't uh, yeah, personally, I think it was gross it. and disgusting. There may be a lot of fault in it being published. But, I mean, you know, I don't fault anybody for, in their grief, um, jumping straight to, okay, here's what's next, just just as a way of processing it. All right, but and that's the thing. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people that don't ever want to talk about it, you know? I'm fine with never, ever talking about it. You know, what happens, happens, and I think that's just kind of the workplace hazard i mean i don't care what happens to the mcu as a whole really much anymore you know after you write 30 pieces of ant-man crawling up thanos's ass so i mean i'm fine with never talking about it and what happens happens just just going with it you know but that's the thing there's not going to be a single easy decision that has to be made you say it pretty well there adam like it is a sliding scale. And I think the vast majority of us thought two hours after his death was a very ridiculous time to put something out. The flip side is then you had like the major trades who were writing about it four days after his death. Like, is that okay? We're talking just still no, which is still grow. I, that's the thing. I instantly called THR out, man. I mean, it's like, it, it just needs an overhaul, man. I mean, people click on it and people read it and people want it. And I don't know. It's just a never ending circle of whose fault it is. We all want media. We all want journalism, but we don't want to pay for it. Like we want it all to be on free websites. And so that creates the clickbait culture. It creates the content culture. It creates this monster where you have to just publish, 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 publish stuff. You know, it creates the world. And I, I'm cool with it, but like, you know, where you're writing about Doritos or Mountain Dew for comicbook.com, right? Because like, that's just all stuff that happens when people want free content. Well, okay, we got to pay the bill somehow. Hopefully, who knows? People might be angry about that conversation we had. We'll yeah. see how I edit it all down. But like, I, I think the reality, what we're trying to say is we were very heartbroken by it all. We saw a lot of news coverage that we didn't like. I just think that there are a lot of complexities about why that happens that I think are worth exploring. You know, like I feel guilty personally that like we talk about how bad journalism has gotten, even like on political things. Well, I'm the reason it got that bad because I know like I click on things that I shouldn't click on that are sensationalist, you know, and I don't pay my subscription to a high caliber newspaper to like pay good journalists to do good works and then i sit here and like well cnn is so terrible well that's my fault you know like the way i consumed media helped create that and I, so I do pay for my to news. me that's the way i, I try to be i pay for a newspaper that, that i read virtually and um and and i became a patreon of our buddy charles murphy um so 
Most hey, me too. So I do the top do levels of journalism. journalism. Um, whenever I have the chance. I signed up to just uh, throwing tomatoes from the the cheap Bloomberg seats. <laughs> once. Like I still don't know how to cancel Bloomberg. I signed up to read one article, and it's virtually impossible. So just say don't uh, don't sign up for Bloomberg. Like I've tried unsubscribe and like to cancel payment and stuff, but it's still charging. So I... I forget. I think I'm actually technically paying for the Boston Globe or Herald right now. Because ironically enough, Boston newspapers cover Rhode Island news better than Providence newspapers sometimes. So I was like, if I want to find out what's going on here, I have to buy a Boston newspaper. That's ridiculous. This is probably a small town Iowa thing. Like they don't have, in the Boston Globe, they don't have a section where people tell you what they did like last weekend. No. They? <laughs> no, but is that like a awesome. common thing? No. Like it will be... No, it's the most okay. That's why I figured it was a small town thing. It'll be John Doe and Jane Doe went to Pueblo, Colorado, to visit their grandkids on the weekend of March twenty second, and they had a really good time. And it's just like a whole page of that stuff of stuff that happened like six months ago. It's like so and so went to so and so's house to play cribbage two rounds. I feel like that would leave. They don't even provide the winner. Nothing to talk about when she and her friends gather to play bridge. I also feel like this should be a new segment on the show yes. if COVID keeps up, where every week Adam just brings the newspaper Do and tells us about Yeah, but what then you won't know the people in there. I just want to know the Iowa How gossip, are you going to gossip about the people you don't yet. need? Can you believe they drove all the way to Pueblo? <laughs> you know, it's like, jeez. Uh. All right, so I've actually got a bunch of other little news things. Uh, we'll try to hit them. I don't think we'll talk too much about any of these. Uh, so there's rumors that Black Widow is going to be delayed again. Uh, I think these are connected to people not uh, feeling like Mulan sold well enough, which had a, maybe a thought on it. Like, we've heard some stats from how the Mulan sale went, but it's from totally unreliable sources, and so... Go to reddit.com slash r slash Marvel Studios spoilers, and I shit you not, there are two posts that are back-to-back, both with scoopers. The first one says Mulan performed exceptionally well. Disney thinks about making Black Widow premium access or whatever, and the next one says Mulan performed terribly. Black Widow will only be in theaters. Um... No, Disney's not going to release that kind of stuff. When has Disney ever released how home video sales do? I think they could. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, I think they might reveal it if they hit a home run. If they could come uh, that's out the same vein like, of. We made $100 million okay. on this. You know? Like, well, I mean, if they came out and said, yeah, Mulan made $5 billion, we would probably say, okay, well, you're going to have to. You know, that's going to be easily provable because half their companies shut down and furloughed at the moment. You know, they're hardly making money anywhere else. But it just, if they did something um, and it wasn't absolutely groundbreaking, it would just kind of reek of Netflix statistics that change with every single, depending on the announcement, you know, they'll say, uh, the Babysitter sequel just got so-and-so views and now this week we're counting views as someone who's watched 10 minutes 
Or like, well, when you told me a zillion people watched Stranger Things 3, you said a watch was 75% of the season, you know? So I... I mean, that's kind of... I think the thing with Mulan, though, is that it's it's binary. Like, I hear what you're saying, but you either bought this or you didn't. You know? It's not like people could pay five bucks worth right, and then right. stop. True. Um, also, at the same time, someone most definitely got fired after the guffaw of December 4th. That was a big old whoops. No. You guys see that or not? Where they update... They yeah. up, okay, so they updated the Mulan page on Disney Plus to say, "Hey, you can buy this oh, that, September fourth yeah. for thirty bucks, or wait till December fourth yeah. when it's free." To which most people probably said, well, "I mean, it's December fourth. We're going to be quarantined still, anyways." So, see, I think that's overblown. I mean, that's. I mean, it's a similar. It's a similar time frame to every time a movie comes out. Three months is about but how long it no takes for it to rush get to digital, this to digital. So, like, this isn't. I mean, if if, and it's also yeah. right, and it's a different type of digital. It's going to Netflix, you know. It's going to Hulu or Amazon Prime for free. Three I months seriously after didn't expect them to release that it typically to takes a Disney year. Plus that quickly. If anything, yeah, right. Black Widow's delayed i don't i mean wonder woman that gained serious clout this week that that's going to get delayed and i'm pretty sure dunes kind of in a similar thing even though warners is pushing dune very very hard i mean i wouldn't be surprised unless uh um i wouldn't be surprised if dune was the next thing that came out in like third week of december i think maybe it, it i mean i think what's interesting is the domino effect for disney and we don't know this yet, but there's a lot of debate about how connected Black Widow is to, say, Falcon and the Winter Soldier or some of the TV shows they're working on. I think the only thing that might help Black Widow is if it has to come out before something else can come out. They don't want that backlog, you know? Like, at the very least, they want content on Disney Plus to force people to pay a subscription because Disney Plus is the one thing that's actually bringing money into their company right now. And so you don't want to get a backlog there if you, if you, you know, like you almost bite the bullet on Black Widow if that helps you put out three more Disney Plus shows. Well, that's, that's the only movie on their slate that's going to do premium access anyway. Their premiere, premium, I don't, I can't remember what it's called, premiere access, I think it is. You know, I mean, they could do it for, Black, I don't, yeah, see, that's the thing, but then you have cinema people. I don't care about going to cinema to watch anything besides huge massive spectacles and it doesn't seem like black widow's that type of movie you know certainly not eternals right yeah i don't think it would be a huge loss to the world if we if we had to watch black widow on a small screen and that's the thing black widow's going to make disney plus money you know right i mean black widow's gonna make money Regardless, look at Tenet. So that's the thing. So WB says Tenet didn't need to make eight hundred million to break even, but the production budget for Tenet was two hundred million, which is one of it's Chris Nolan's highest outside of the Dark Knight trilogy, I think. So it's going to at least have to make four hundred million to break even, and it's at what now, Caleb? Like forty worldwide, if that? Thirty worldwide? Is it more? 
Uh, no, the opening, the opening weekend of it made a lot more than that. It made twenty million just in the United States. I don't States, think it's so. made a lot more. I think if you put out there, you need to pay thirty dollars to see Black Widow in order to get WandaVision and Loki and all of these other shows. Like I would, I, I would pay the thirty dollars for Black Widow just to go ahead and move on to the TV shows that I'm really excited about that are coming after it. Yeah. So Tenet made 53 in its international release and then made another 20 something in the United States. So I, I would assume that it's It's currently at so it's currently at 150. It's yeah, it's which means yeah. it's going to absolutely bomb. I mean, what how much more money is there to be made after it's already released and they kind of I mean, they I mean, had the press. digital release probably has more like the paid digital release probably will have more income than normal for something like that. Right. But, you know, they wasted their junkets and all of that stuff um, now in advertising and, and things of that nature. And it seemed like people responded lukewarm to it anyways. Generally positive. We just don't know how good the movie is. Like, you know, like it's just so hard to see what it would have done in another market. You know, like if, if there's no COVID, maybe Tenet only makes 50 or 60 million because people just don't. Right. But I mean, is Black Widow, if you two were still quarantined, if, I mean, is Black Widow something that would absolutely drive you to theaters and make you go? Everything I've seen from Black Widow right now, I don't care to be their opening night other than an obligation for work. Yeah. I mean, the way you guys were talking about it earlier, I would say if black widow is a movie that needs to be seen on a big screen, I think they've done it wrong. You know, like I want to see a smaller hand to hand combat, like born style kind of movie way more than I want to see like a giant, like fast and furious kind of thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if it's on the big screen and I have an option to pay to see it on the small screen, I'm going to see it on the small screen. If it's on the big screen, it would totally just depend on the the situation. I mean, as far as the big screen, it would just all depend on that week's numbers and the situation. Theaters still aren't open there, though, are they? No. They are here. But, like, <laughs> they are? Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, I may have a report next week. It depends on looking at the uh, prearranged seating map and seeing how full the theater looks. If it feels empty enough, I might go. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, two weeks ago I went to the Met, and it was very crowded. It was a lot of people. It was very overwhelming. Um, and then I took pictures, and my friends were all like, that's completely empty. So just, like, my perspective has changed. Um, and this weekend I was on, like, a crowded train. And there again, like every other seat was empty, but I'm calling it crowded. I don't know that I would go back to the Met this weekend. I don't know, you know, like I, just the numbers and my comfort level change day by day. So it would just all depend on that week that it's released. And I don't think that's a risk Disney wants to take. All right, we got a bunch of more news, and we've been recording for forty-five minutes. So let's. No, you're good. We'll we'll we'll, we'll just we'll let's speed up a little bit. Uh, so Silk is apparently being created for TV, and is maybe going to be sold to Amazon. Um, I don't know. Are you guys up for a Spider-Man Sony show on Amazon? 
I will. So, so I have plenty of thoughts on this. You, every single time someone says Sony and Spider-Man stuff, there's all this discourse. I ah, just sell Sony films or, or give it back to Marvel Studios or what have you. But Phil Lord and Chris Miller have the same exact role they have with Silk as they did with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So just using that knowledge, you would think they might be on to something decent here. Um, so yeah, I'm hell yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. If it's Amazon, yeah. If, can you imagine if uh, Sony had kingpin rights and went to Amazon and did something in the vein of the boys? That would be the best damn thing ever made. Um, so yeah, I'm cool on both fronts. One, Silk. Amazon apparently might be in the running for all Spider-Man TV, question mark. Um, so, yeah, I'm down for both of it. Yeah, I would say that for me, Silk is one of those characters, while I would love to see it put together, I, I feel like it would be option 95 on Kevin Feige's list. And so it doesn't really bother for, like, to me, this could happen and could be on the air for five years and then get canceled and then revert to Marvel and it would still just be available about the time Kevin Feige would want it anyway, you know, like, so it doesn't hurt anything to, to have these Sony shows. Right. 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 Uh, let's talk about New York comic-con, which I guess is, it's all online. So, um, nonetheless, uh, we're hearing that there's going to be a Hellstrom and a MODOK panel. And yeah. who's coming big to New York. But not really. Yeah. Um, guys, I haven't, I haven't even kept up. Like, is this going to be just like San Diego? Is it just going to be Zoom panels? Or what are they doing? I think they're doing yeah, some live stuff. I think it's going to be a little more active. Huh? Yeah. I think they're doing some live stuff. I don't know if the Hellstrom stuff is, but they didn't ask me to host it. So screw it. <laughs> no, it's going to be good, though. The Hellstrom's coming along, guys. Um, some news coming out shortly. So there's that. You guys excited? I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited because yeah, you're excited about them. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of New York, there's also another exclusive coming out that I can't talk about. But, you know, New York Comic Con has exclusives. So, uh... Is it is it that Joe Casado is going to do Cup of Joe at an actual coffee shop somewhere that I should know about? No. No, it has nothing to do with Joe Casado. Just Adam Barnhart. Um, I, just want, I just want, like, Joe always does oh, Cup of Joe we... at... New York Comic Con, I want him to actually just like be at a coffee shop and sitting outside and be like, Cup of Joe, there, here now. Is there going to be a hot new indie comic release and stuff in New York? Is that what you're saying, Adam? Uh, an exclusive <gasps> cover, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not supposed to talk about it, but I heard there's an indie. Yeah, I heard word on the street. Uh, Joe's tech problems for his like morning show are the most fun thing to keep up with on Twitter. He has this show, but cancels it half the time because he doesn't know how to work it. Um, no, Hellstrom's coming out in a month. And they're going to be their MODOK. That, we got that MODOK logo. How about that? Yeah, I'm excited to see. I really hope we get some MODOK footage, you know, like because I don't have any idea what to think. Like I tweeted this week, I don't know what this show is. And I was trying to be nasty. I just like, I really do feel a bit in the dark about how it's going to feel. So, I think there is a huge, huge market for adult-oriented Marvel animated series. So it's a bummer that they're canceling it all. 
I'll, it'll just make me sad because I'll always think about the Donald Glover Deadpool show that we're never going to get. Oh. So. oh, that hurts. I mean, yeah. On that note, I'm doing another podcast on that subject in the next few weeks. So Donald Glover Deadpool or? No, adult related, adult uh, Marvel stuff. Oh. Uh, the Save Daredevil group, they're starting a little podcast to talk about Save Daredevil okay. type stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to be popping in one to talk about mature Marvel and, and what that could look like. <laughs> so I just, there's so many ways that we could just make jokes about it. It would, it would be fun. Oh, I mean, yeah, we've made lots of jokes about it. So. All right. I'm going to put a bunch of stuff together here. Falcon and the Winter Soldier are apparently filming again in Atlanta. Now we're getting fo- videos of sets and we hear that they are actually rolling cameras. Thor, Love, and Thunder, a bunch of the cast is showing up in Australia and apparently going to shoot a bunch of it like Mando in the uh, LCD LED screen volume kind of thing. And Shang-Chi, I think since the last time we've talked, Shang-Chi started filming again and pretty clearly they're going. So, I don't know. They're making stuff again. I don't know how it's going to get distributed, but hey, at least they're making stuff. Did you um, bring up the Benedict Wong, Simu Liu photo uh-uh i, I didn't even no. really understand that story i would love to hear more adam oh they were just in a picture together oh, okay in sydney australia where shang chi is also filming oh yeah so there's rumor that maybe wong would show up in shang chi warning what follows is adam sharing a fan theory that may be totally wrong but may also totally be a spoiler use the time codes Right, and it's just kind of like one of Charles connecting imaginary dots pieces because there's been several leaks, and it seems to be centered around that tournament thing, and some of the quote-unquote leaks, um, say Baron Mordo's one of the competitors in the thing, because apparently they're fighting for the Ten Rings, which open up another dimension and Fin Fang Foom comes out. Dude, um, that movie! I am, I'm, I'm excited to watch that movie. If that, no, I don't know if that actually happens, which we just spoiled a year ahead in advance. I would be thrilled. It would be amazing. Um, but I have a feeling since it was a fortune rumor, it's probably not the actual. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm afraid that I'm going to be disappointed by the actual movie. <laughs> but on the flip side, there was another fortune rumor. That puts some plot points out there about Eternals, which were subsequently confirmed in uh, Chloe Zhao's new profile piece. Okay. With THR. Interesting. So maybe 4chan's not all garbage, even though it's mostly all garbage. I would just have to say, long ago, Wong said something about filming again in a certain time period. Huh. In my guess at that time was that he was filming something, but he didn't know what it would be. That's good, Rhiannon. I'm just saying, I called this long ago. Yes, that's so good, because he was talking, it was like last year, like they would start filming like last December. That kind of works for the timing of Shang-Chi as well. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I'm just giving myself kudos there, because... Bravo, bravo, bravo. Oh, did you have any more news bits? Because I also do have one more. Uh, I do, but keep going. I mean, yeah. No, I'm just saying by the time this is released, there will be um, under a month until Iron Fist 
is back at Marvel Studios. <laughs> we have passed the one month countdown. All right. Speaking of patting yourself on the back, uh, this wasn't my news, but there was a uh, a leak of maybe an Ajax action figure that showed us how Selma Hayek will look in that movie. And I remember when Charles Murphy got the casting breakdowns and they said a Greek god and he was thinking Hercules was going to be in the movie. I told him, I was like, no, Charles, that's wrong. That's going to be Ajax. He's like, I don't know. That's kind of a minor character. I was like, no, that's who it's going to be. And so it's the one thing in the history of the MCU I got right and Charles got wrong. So, Do you think that Marvel Legends thing is legit? Uh, I don't know. I think it's really weird that there are people swearing up and down that the guy who created it has said, that's not it. I made it. It's a fan thing. And then there's other people swearing up and down. No, he's not. He didn't make it. That is real. So it is weird that there's not pictures of the other figures on the back. Right. But it's an excellent custom figure regardless. So with custom molding and stuff. So, uh, all right. Uh, we need to talk a little bit about Miss Marvel. There's been some movement on it. And I need to just say up front, I am embarrassed about the fact that I love Miss Marvel and I really care about this show and I really support the diversity of the show, but I also am terrible at pronouncing names. And so please do not take my inability to pronounce names as a sign that I'm something that I'm not because I'm very excited about this. Uh, we have potential directors, uh, Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah. Uh, who helped, I guess they were the directors on Bad Boys for Life, have been talked about at least of directing some of Miss Marvel, if not being the main directors on the show. And then um, it looks like we've got our Bruno. It's going to be Jazz Jet Williams, uh, which when I saw that, I was like, oh, do they get a non-white guy? And no, he's just a white guy whose name is Jazz Jet, which I don't know. It's not in any baby book name I saw, but whatever. And uh, it looks like um, Kamala's brother, uh, Sager Shaikh, uh, is been cast as well. So it's kind of cool to see all that to come together. I mean, like, I am much, much too excited about them casting Bruno than I possibly should be since that's such a random character for Marvel. But I'm so excited about the show. <laughs> Do you guys have any thoughts about Miss Marvel moving on any of that stuff? Do you guys see Bad Boys for Life? I saw it, and I don't remember anything about it except for it was a totally competent Bad Boys movie, which I don't know even what that means. But uh, all right, moving right along, Doctor Strange: uh, Multiverse of Madness has a new uh, filming title, Stellar Vortex, which would seem to suggest that uh, Miss America is or America Chavez definitely is coming to that movie, and they think they'll start filming in November uh, in the United Kingdom. Uh, I don't remember if we talked too much about America Chavez. Do you guys feel like that's a, a good fit for Doctor Strange? Or any thoughts about her coming in? I'm more intrigued now that I've seen that potential uh, casting video. Oh, we we, let's, we didn't talk about the, that. I want to talk about that for a video? second. Yeah. yeah. That uh, our buddy Charles Murphy dug up. Um, I I. I think that was very interesting. And for those that didn't see it, because I'm sure it's been disappeared from the internet by now. Um, it was a young woman, I think like 13. And we assume auditioning for the role of America. And 
she's talking about uh, coming from a portal and you know I mean like it just piqued my interest um, I am and I'm, I'm interested now that's what it takes for me I have to see stuff to be interested it was really weird and I hated it because I didn't feel like I could in the Twitter amount of figures talk about this meaningfully it's really weird to me to go with somebody that young for America Chavez because in the comic books and in the way fans talk about America, the fact that she represents like LGBTQ people was like a really big idea that we'd have like a a Latina LGBTQ person in the MCU. But when you cast a 13 year old, I'm sure there's some, you know, everybody has a different experience. I'm sure there are some 13 year olds that know they're gay, but like, I don't know. It's not a thing. You just don't talk about a a teenager's sexuality in a movie, right? Like that would be a very awkward and weird thing to discuss. And so it just was weird to me. They're going that young because it seems like they can't talk about a big part of the character's attributes that people are really interested in seeing. Does that make sense? I think so. But I think, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but um, it's also, it's a multiverse. So we know that this uh, character came from another dimension, came from another, you know, part of the multiverse. And maybe there will be an older version elsewhere in the movie. And also, I mean, 13-year-olds, like, that's when they're discovering their sexuality. And I feel like younger and young, those conversations are happening at a younger age these days. Not necessarily, like, sex talk conversations, but... Uh, the, this next generation is more openly looking at their sexuality and everything earlier. Yeah, I, I guess I was thinking about like Stranger Things. There was a kissing scene with Millie Bobby Brown in the first season of Stranger Things. And I remember like a very strong reaction like, no, that is too young to be making actors or actresses talk about, you know, like to do kissing scenes or to like have things that are that sort of uh, sexual for lack of a better term which it doesn't even sound like a right term it's like a, I don't know it's like a little like middle school dance kiss but like still the way that people responded to that I, I just I fear that if they bring in a 13 year old America and they don't discuss it at all there will be some degree of backlash like oh you finally gave us an LGBTQ character and you made her so young that that's not going to be a significant part of her story you know well, she'll be around for the next 20, 30 years of the MCU. So there's that. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's true. I mean, also, when you look at women when they're casted, if she's supposed to be 30, they're going to cast a 22-year-old. If she's supposed to be 40. So, I mean, if she's supposed to be in her young 20s, they have nowhere to go but all the way down to 13. And that's yeah. just my. No, I did. It was a dark thought um, when, when Chadwick Boseman passed. There was one day where we talked about how everybody mourns differently. Sometimes for me, gallows humor is like helpful. And I was like, well, at least he was a man because if he had been a woman, they already would have passed him by, you know, like he wouldn't have ever been cast because he would have been too old for the MCU. All right. Uh, Last thing I have here in my notes uh, is apparently New Mutants came out. Apparently it sucked. And apparently it was kind of racist. Do you guys have the any director was very interesting choice of words by Mr. Josh Boone on his press tour. 
Oh, jeez. Lord. And then he has the audacity to say the next day that he's going to choose his next job more carefully. Sir, you are lucky to get a job in this climate after that. One, I have not seen New Mutants, so I have not, uh, I can't comment on the quality. Um, but Mr. Josh Boone does not have the way with words he thinks he has. I mean, his next his next job was supposed to be The Stand, which is... Well, it is The Stand, which is equally bad well, once you I'm think about like, it, right? Well, and I'm just like, are they still making The Stand kind of. in 2020? Because I feel like that's bad right. all around. Well, yeah, the tra- they just released the trailer, like, last week. What? So it's all... I think they released the trailer, didn't they? Or a release date or something. Um, which is, like, this December... That's what his comments were, which was weird because he's like, uh, New Mutants didn't do good, and then my next series is about a pandemic, so maybe I should think about my next one <laughs> a little more. And it's just like, ah, maybe third time's a charm? I don't know. But that's the thing. He had one really good movie, and now everything's just kind of... I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen New Mutants or well, The Stand. I mean, The Stand so is by far... The Stand is by far my favorite book. So the saddest thing to me about New Mutants um, crapping the bed is that I, I I still really, really want The Stand to be good. So it makes me sad. It's almost like watching Iron Fist as you're looking forward to Scott Buck directing oh. uh, Inhumans. And you're just seeing the bus oh. that's about to hit you. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, the stands coming out in December. And I I didn't watch it, but apparently turned magic into like a bit of a jerk as well to Danny Moonstar throughout the movie, and so. Oh, well, see, it does bring up um, the conversation. You know, they say that directors and filmmakers should always get their creative vision, right? And that's that's the, they gave him his complete unadulterated vision with this, with no reshoots or anything so maybe sometimes studio executives know what they're doing sometimes maybe i would also like to retroactively have this should fox get bought by disney conversation in that there were people that are like no man they just made deadpool they just made logan fox makes really good movies yes and they had dark phoenix and new mutants in the hopper all right, guys, that was all my news. Um, uh, oh, I didn't even look. Um, Twitter, I don't feel like we've had much stuff. We had a few people who have tweeted at us a little bit. Uh, there have been people some... I don't, I'm looking it up. So I think some people enjoyed it. Um, we also have had some conversation, some like fan casting stuff, some people talking about um, Human Torch. The longer we do this, people just randomly tag us. They're like, hey... Today we're getting together on Twitch to play Avengers. And then they like just at seven people at the end and we're one of them. So uh, I thank you, I guess. I don't, um, we didn't watch your Twitch, but <laughs> thank you for, uh, for the, the shout out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I got a couple comments on the website. How did people feel about DC News Desk? I feel like we got a lot of new followers from our DC News Desk episode. And I am so sorry to those followers. Yeah, they're gonna be real. Dis- if they listen to just that episode, they're like, "Wow, this is a great- how did I miss this DC podcast?" They'll be very frustrated this week. The fact we don't know anything about DC, though, I would hope would be 
painfully evident by the content <laughs> that we put out. Have you guys watched The Boys? Yes. No. I'm Caleb, you would probably hate it. You're caught up? Yeah. <laughs> I think – so, okay, season two gets better, but I seriously think it's one of the best comic book series ever made. No. Full stop. No, I Full think stop. it's a – no. I mean, I think it's good. I it's it's too there are too many scenes that I have to watch with my eyes closed. See, that's why I don't watch it. Yeah, it's just gory. So who who cares? It's gore. It's just like it's not real. The only thing I was gonna brown nose a little bit and say the only thing that came close was Daredevil season three, but now no, now it doesn't even come close. I was thinking about this after watching Umbrella Academy. What like what TV shows and movies are far and away better than the comics? Because I feel like Umbrella Academy on Netflix is way better than the comic. I'm not trying to be mean to the comic. I just think they've made a lot of good adjustments with that, you know? What movies better than the comic? I... Hmm. But on The Boys being like the greatest comic book show i would say umbrella academy is better than the boys oh there umbrella we go. academy season two i did so not good. like season very two very strong all. i mean i liked oh, it i don't think it's better in season one i don't think i only had to close my eyes a few times in umbrella academy versus like whole minutes you make it no you make it seem like it takes minutes but every gore thing takes like one second then it's done I don't know that because my eye is closed until, like, my eyes are closed until, like, I'm certain that it's safe. My wife really doesn't like broken bones in TV shows. Oh. Like, that noise really bothers her. So, like, Daredevil was like that, where, like, half of the time she, like, kind of has her fingers in her ears, you know? Well, this isn't broken bones. It's melted faces and right, gooey yeah. innards. It's not the break. If it's, like, the crunchy noise, she won't mind it because it's more of a... Uh... Gloopy noise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> watch That's the boys. Cool. Everyone needs to watch the boys. All right, here's what people said about DC News Desk. Dave, with all the hype around the DC fandom, I figured that Marvel would have prepared an awesome Eternals trailer to try to divide people's attention. I've been nervous about the prospect of an Eternals movie since it was announced because it seems uh, bizarro that DC now have all these interesting, diverse movies coming out and Marvel have a way too late to the party Black Black Widow. Uh, followed by something they haven't bothered to try and drum up any enthusiasm about. Yeah, I, I think Eternals hype's going to come when it comes. I just think Marvel doesn't want to get us excited for stuff that's not going to happen. Like, everybody got really pumped about the Batman, us included. But now already Rob Pattinson's got COVID, and they're delaying that a couple weeks, and we have to push that date back. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's great to get people pumped about a movie that's two years away from coming out. The reason why you should watch The Boys is that Vought is a clear ripoff of Disney. There's another thing. I don't know. I'm so jaded with Disney and Marvel Studios. They have not done any fan stuff in the sake of PR, in the sake of release schedule clarification but that's the thing you don't need a release date on a movie trailer what costs go into a movie trailer that you have already cut because then it get rated or something like back in february 
Yeah, but Marvel, Marvel and Disney have a they have a playbook of how to like promote a movie, and I think not releasing stuff too early is part of the playbook, right? Like they don't want to get ahead of themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, this is an unprecedented time, as the media tells us over and over. Oh, so what gives? I mean, release, but it's it's a whole new animal with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, man. You could release Eternals two years ahead of advance and put in one new clip and use that as a new trailer and people will care about it just as much and they'll do their YouTube reaction videos and their breakdown videos and their frame-by-frame shots. Uh, Love Waffle also uh, commented, he said, both Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Seems like a direct response to Square Enix's Avengers, taking that game's promise of team dynamics and multiple playable characters and putting an Arkham-style polish to it. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. I haven't got to play it yet. I'm probably going to wait till I buy a PlayStation 5. If I'm a betting man, Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights will both completely crap all over Marvel's Avengers. But people like it more, you mean? But, oh no, I'm saying those two games will be, I mean, they won't even be in the same ball. The, the, those two games will be the MLB and Marvel's Avengers will be single A baseball. It's good, but it's not. It has no idea what it wants to be. It's five different games meshed to one. Enjoy what I'm trying to say. It's no Spider-Man, but by the system, anyways. I guess. I'm the Miles game is really what I'm. I'm here for. So, uh, Love right. Waffle also said only thing missing from DC fandom was a Smash reveal for Arkham vs. Batman. Okay, sure. I don't know what that means, but that's because we're not really DC news desk. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that does it. You guys have anything else we need to talk about before we wrap up today? Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. We want to thank our Patreons. Uh, if you guys w- are interested, we'd love for you to support the show. Even just a buck a month is really helpful. It helps us to keep posting and all that stuff, keep the lights on. That's patreon.com slash marvelnewsdesk. And we do some different things there. At the higher levels, you can watch the live broadcast of this. Uh, we also try to put up the videos of the um podcast recording before we post the podcast so you get a day or two early and you get to see our lovely faces we still haven't decided if that's a perk or not uh thanks to tim cox for our logo he's at tim v cox on instagram thanks for alvin for the theme music which is at uh he's at the skull school is that right i haven't said that in a while uh on, on all sorts of social media platforms I don't know if you noticed, Alvin, last week I reversed the playback on our theme so that DC News Desk had, like, the opposite music of Marvel News Desk. I thought that was very clever myself. But, uh, anyways, th- thanks to those guys. Thanks for everybody that supports the show. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later.